All right, everybody, it's Scoots here, back on the plus. Uh, that's where I paused it, right at the beginning. Chapter 13, Season 2, Episode 6. Could we, Are we here so soon? I can't believe it, uh, but we are. And what, a, what an exciting uh, episode. Of course, for personal reasons, as you'll see later on, as well as... Uh, just a great episode. I think this is one of those episodes that people are going to look back on and say, wow, like, because kind of in the, towards the middle of the season, but a little bit closer to the back end, a lot in this episode, clocking in at a super tight 33 and a half minutes. And that's with uh, 3350 with uh, all the credits on, in the beginning and the end, you know, beginning tags too. But really, I mean, holy moly, I got to make sure, let me turn on everything, subtitles on, muted, it's muted, and we get the recap, snow, oh, I thought it was snow, but no, it's the desert, and it's uh, Fennec uh, sleeping, uh, after parting ways with the Mandalorian being discovered. Then we see Ashoka Tano and Mando have their little dooley poo. We see the power of the Beskar. Uh, we see Oso. We see Oso and Ashoka and the moon. Why look at that moon way up high, watching everything go by, including interactions between a Jedi and a Yodish being. Uh, we also know, his, we, like we learned his name is Grogu, or their name, excuse me, is Grogu. Uh, and we learned the mission for this episode, bring him to some rock, uh, uh, where he could see a seeing stone where he could sit there and, uh, ruins of Typhon or on Typhon ruins of a temple, seeing stone at the top of a mountain. Then we get our glimpse of the dark troopers and Moff Gideon and Moff Gideon's ship flying by. Tracking beacons on the Razor Crest, uh, according to the assets. And we get a really good uh, Moff Gideon smile, uh, which is, all, you know, it's always good. Not, not always good to see Moff Gideon smile, but uh, Gian, Giancarlo Esposito, it's nice to see him smile uh, because he can put so much into just his facial. I mean, so he doesn't have to speak sometimes. Uh, then we have the Star Wars opening. Lucasfilm first, of course. I'm sorry. Then Star Wars. Then the Razor Razor Crest, not the Razor Crest. Uh, and we see Green Planet. Uh, we also in the ball. Get some early comedy that I'm going to have to roll through here. That is again just so the writing uh, and so true to character. Uh, just, uh, and it just shows also a, a little bit of a character growth, uh, that the Mando's kind of having fun. So Oso's playing with the ball. Mando says, Grogu, yo, Grogu. Uh, and Grogu looks at him, uh, and says, correct. And he laughs, uh, and then he's so happy about it. Uh, the next time Grogu looks away, says, Grogu. And uh, he can't, he can't believe it, uh. And he says, give me the ball. The ship, believe it or not, the ship is not functional without the ball. It also kind of shows the relationship. Uh, and he doesn't have to give consequences or he actually gets it back. Uh, but he says, actually, I just wanted to see you do some force again. And he tries to get Grogu to go to Grogu to do it. Uh, or Osho. It's okay if Osho is his nickname, right? Or the child. Osho is not able. Oh, Ogu. No, that doesn't work. Uh, but Osu has some some trouble. Then he gets it. Mando says, dang, dang, Farrick. Uh, and uh, first, Osu's a little confused, but he, uh, like, he thinks his papa mad. But he says, no, 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 I'm not mad. I'm like, oh, this is how my, you know, this is how fathers are portrayed. Uh, and some fathers even buy into it and decide uh, they get buzz cuts and they, uh, you know, expect their children to be uh, trained for the, uh, but he goes, but no, I'm just celebrating you. Uh, I'm not going to be a football coach father. 
And he said, the nice lady said you had training, but, uh, nice lady. I just, that's just gold. That's such a good, uh, and he says, you're very special. If your head wasn't green, I would kiss, and I didn't have a helmet on, I would kiss your head. And then he heads into this planet, you know, get some beeping going. Here we go. Uh, it's hard for, I, I guess uh, this is like a, let me, let me pause it. And let, uh, let me run through a couple pages of uh, my notes and then go through the dialogue because I don't want to miss anything. Dang, Farrick, not mad. You did good. Nice lady. I underlined that. Sights, you're very special, kid. Find that place, I underlined. You belong. Take care of you and try to grow, grow you into a Jedi. I can't teach you. Learn, learn of that, more of that Jedi stuff. Uh, Mando, oh, and also I put a note, like Mando's talking, kind of seems like both Oso and himself, you know. I think that, I don't know if there's like been a study of, because there's not been of like science fiction or theorizing what life would be like in the cockpit of a spaceship. Uh, Maybe like, and I'm not kidding, this is, none of this is a joke, uh, You'll have to re-listen to On the Road, uh, the trucking podcast, because it's like when you spend a lot of time in the cabin or something with yourself or just one other sentient being, uh, like uh, you start to do your internal dialogue. I mean, I projected, I I mean, I'm sure if people were, I talked to Koa pretty much 12 hours a day, my dog. And I'm sure 90% of it is like thinly veiled subtext messages to myself. Uh, then we have the title, The Tragedy, which if you say, oh boy, uh, Razor Crest, Jets by, love the sound effects in the air, Green Canyons, uh, love the dialogue, Magic Rock, Can't Land on Top, Windows Down. Flying Mando, Lands, Music, uh, Stairs, Round Stone, This Is It, uh, Some Echo Music, Big Rocks. Does this uh, look Jedi to you? I guess you sit right here. Okay, here we go. Seeing Stones. (laughs) This is like the best written dialogue. Uh, It's just been getting better and better. I mean, because I guess... uh, more and more, it was just so much more growth, uh, like a fine wine. Like, uh, you say, Scoots, what's your favorite part? I mean, for you about man, man, the Mandalorian, I said, well, the man, the like, because, uh, I mean, this is true though. Empathy with characters. I said, well, the Mandalorian is just a, like, uh, in only a few aspects, a bit like me. His internal life and not my internal life may be similar. Okay, let's just see. We got the chapter 14 here on the live play. Green planet. Uh, very Earth, Earth-like, even the clouds and everything. Goes in. Mountainous region. Oso's holding the ball. Mando's, uh, you know, checking the scopes and stuff. And looking, it looks like that's the magic rock. Uh, not the magic bus or the magic school bus, but the magic rock. It makes me want to sing magic rock. Uh, and they uh, do a, a sharp turn. I didn't even notice in any of my watches how they both lean into the turn, I guess, meaning the planet has gravity. Sorry, buddy, can't land on top. Too small. We'll travel down the last stretch with windows down. Straight cut to Mando flying with Grogu loving it like a kid on a roller coaster. If they allowed infant-sized beings on roller coasters, Grogu would love it. Got a Mando looking strapping. Goes into this uh, collection of uh, henge, henge, which we'll hear the term later. So I, I guess I prematurely henged. Uh, Almost reminds me a little bit of uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Elb- shots from above Albuquerque. Um, see some, well, even in the foreground, we see some nice bushes and uh, some great shrubs. Uh, 
You see, who was in charge of the shrubs on that episode of Mandalorian? Because uh, they did a good job. And I'm, again, once again, I'm not being facetious. You see, top five. Well, I said, I don't know if it could be in the top five, but uh, something I don't top, I don't make a list except for the one I just made. I say, I enjoyed the shrubs. Uh, What's Grogu on the seeing stone waiting to see anything? Gro- Grogu see? Uh, Grogu call Oso, the child. Then Mandalorian touches his helmet, does some thermal imaging, looking for a control, walks around the seeing stone, and uh, there's a rune- runes on the seeing stone. Then a butterfly comes in. Is it just one? Uh, maybe multiple. Blue moth or butterfly. Grogu reaches out to it, but uh, can't reach it. I think uh, there's multiple ones. Ashoka said, you do the rest, buddy. And then uh, and he's sitting in lotus position. At least you can't see under his shirt. Then another ship comes in, a familiar one. And the reason it's familiar to me is because I've seen other kids. Ha- I never had that toy, but uh, I think my cousin John did. Pretty sure that's who had it. So I know I played with it. And pretty, yeah, now I'm like 99% sure it was my cousin John. And he had that because he came with, it was, it came out after, return, return, around the time Return of the Jedi was in the theaters. And it came with a, a, a package for transport, uh, Han Solo. So it was really cool and had a little place to keep him and everything. Uh, so let's run through my notes. You see anything? Mando looks uh, for controls. Butterfly Oso reaches out. Come on, kid. You'll do the rest. Uh, oh, he even puts a note here. What? The toy for my childhood? Question mark. Uh, Oso touches a stone. Mando looks. Uh, that ship lands. Oso the, the, it gets into zone. All of a sudden, the runes runes turn blue. Energy starts to flow. Or Grogu Oso goes into a Zen-like mode. Cannot penetrate. Uh, something out. Snap out of it, kid. Oso is in the zone though. Watches. Uh, Grove, oh, someone, he looks down to the ship, someone exits, I'll buy you some time. Can you please hurry up? Then we get to see Mando go down a hill, very like he's dancing, uh, he's so uh, spry. Some laser blasts, he hides, uh, been tracking you. Mandalorian, cloaked figure, Jedi, after the child, no answer. Cloak off. Uh, for around my armor. Nope, not yours, mine. Cobb with Tatooine, belong of me. Mando something? Sample me making his way. In the world today, <laughs> takes everything you got. He says, did you take a break from all your worries? It sure would help a lot, but in the glor- glor- glazy like his father before me. Sometimes I like reading this stuff and then going back because it's like bad poetry. Uh, the Creed, back and forth, uh, sharpshooter on the ridge, uh, Beskar, the Henge. That's like a nickname of somebody, the Henge. Didn't we have a nickname last episode too? The something? Hey, are you the Henge man? Yeah, be, why do you call him the Henge? Because he's, he's always stone, you know, 420, the Henge, for the Henge, it's 420, 24 hours a day. So he's made of stone, because he's always stoned. Uh, doesn't quite make sense. Uh, surrounded by, maybe he'll be the roommate of some, like, a, like I lived in like a, like a suite and they were the only person that didn't smoke. Surrounded by stones. But it's actually the arrangement of the stones. So maybe maybe it'd be the hinge. Who knows? I don't know. Miss Fennec, uh, not the not kid. Here, chat. No need. Put down the jetpack. Uh, sometime. Sit down. Have a chat. Fennec, Casper, helmet at side. Fate steps in. 
to record the wretched cyber t- t- term termite uh, salty of child for armor fair deal uh, so let's run through this uh, and see how inaccurate my writing was. Oso touches a stone. Some great, uh, not just a shrub behind Oso, but it looks like a stack of wheat. Great jet trails as the ship comes in, lands. Uh, then Mando goes, hey kid, we gotta move. That's when the power comes on. Oso goes, eyes closed, we gotta go. There's like a magnetic repulsion or a Beskarian repulsor. Snap out of it. So Mando tries once to get in. Says we got to get out of here. And uh, it's covered in energy. A bit like a, a bluish version of what Neo sees in the Matrix. Uh, Mando checks the heat signature. Sees someone leave that ship. But then now he's like, I'm going to buy you some time. So he goes down. Uh, we see a nice uh, shot of the stones. Uh, of course, the whole time I was waiting, I said, is that a Jedi? When's it, what Jedi is going to show up? Uh, so another good case of misdirection by storytellers and subverting expectation in a good way. So Mando sees some laser blasts, uh, hides out behind a rock. Uh, but he says, you know, I'm the Mandalorian, so but we see someone I've been tracking, you a man in a cloak. Uh, and he's got some equipment on his back. Uh, he looks real tough. Especially since he doesn't have armor. He's not hiding out. Uh, Mandalorian says, you a Jedi? He just stands there. Looking for the child? He just stands there and stares. Uh, takes his cloak off. We see he's like a, a famous like a clone original or whatever. Son of a clone. Son of a clone, he says, I want my armor, the, the armor you got on your ship, not your armor. From the ones you got from Cobb Vanth, Cobb Vanth on Tatooine belongs to me. You Mandalorian? He goes, no, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy, just like my father. Just take the creed. He goes, I give my allegiance to no one. Because the best guy belongs to Mandalorians, taken during the purge. Uh, and he says, that armor is my father's, it's mine. And Mando says, you know, I don't like your attitude. And he goes, well, I got a sharp, sharpshooter with me. And Mando goes, okay, well, I've got Beskar on, and I'm really tough. Uh, and he goes, well, she's not aiming at you, buddy. Your companion on the hinge. Uh, and that's when Fennec says, yeah, you got a keen ear, Mando? It's me. And uh, uh, the other character almost grins. Uh, Mando goes, okay, please, uh, just leave the kid alone. And that's when the other character, who turns out to be Boba Fett, we'll just get to it. He goes, no need for, for battling. We could just talk it out. And he's serious. He does not like, it's not a strategy. So Fennec comes down, man, Boba Fett uh, lays down his arms, everybody does. Uh, Mando takes off his jetpack, uh, Fennec takes off her helmet, and she's still glaring. Uh, and he goes, what happened to you? And she goes, she, he goes, uh, the, the, Boba says, uh, yeah, someone left her in the the desert, but sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wreck, wretched. Great, I mean, seriously, line maybe the line of the season, but sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched. And she says, Boba Fett was my fate. Uh, I think that's the first name. Now I'm in his service, the first time he's named. By the way, I want my armor back. Uh, uh, then they go back and forth, belong to my father, belongs to Mandalorians. Uh, uh, if you give me the armor, I can guarantee the safety of the child and your own. And Fennec says, there's like a bounty worth 10 suits of armor. And Boba says, that's a fair deal. Then a ship comes in. So let's go back to my notes. The transport, 
Uh, let's see. Transport ship comes in. Mando runs up the hill. Oso's still in the zone. Time to go, kid. More magnetic resistance repulses Mando. It makes him even go to sleep for a second. Uh, Boba and Fennec watch uh, the door go down on the, um, uh, what do you call that? The door goes down on the transport. Then there's like a lot of ordering by whoever the commander is of these stormtroopers. Even calls somebody, he uses the I word, I-D-I, you know, the idiot word. Boba waits with staff, uh, something people. Great, one of the great action sequences of the <laughs> Star Wars history. Uh, there's a couple this season, and this isn't a criticism of anything else, but it's just like a pace. A con- it happens at a, a small scale, a consumable pace, uh, uh, which just makes it uh, like uh, really enjoyable. And it's uh, maybe there's something that happens at daytime. Daytime on a planet with a sun like ours. And I don't know if that it does doesn't seem important, but it, you know, so much of uh, like so much of Star Wars films take place either on in the darkness of space or in darkness. It just I just realized that I said, why did I enjoy this uh, dance off so much? Uh, also, the, the stormtrooper armor does not stand a chance, and they have mortars, uh, cannons, music. Uh, Fennec runs. That was the one part of the episode that you said, well, yeah, gets low, pinned down, boulder time, awesome. Uh, Boba finishes the rest. Uh, uh, He looks on Razorcrest or something. Fennec's still dealing with about 10. Another ship comes in. Oh, dear. Mando wakes up. Oso's in the zone, sees the trips. He makes a third t- try, which is not a charm to get Oso. Uh, he says, okay, I'm going to protect you. Stay there. Goes downhill. Oso stops, uh, rolls over as soon as Mando leaves uh, for a nap. Uh, then Fennec's been down again. Mando shows up. Uh, I owe you. She says, we have a deal. Uh, she hides behind Mando. Oh, this was a, another cool little sequence. Uh, then they're pinned down. Uh, then Boba Fett shows up. Uh, he is, this one I didn't, I, I didn't notice uh, until the second or third time. And I, I had to ask my daughter, I said, did he just launch knee missiles? I had five exclamation, one, two, three, four, five exclamation. I I said, wait a second. And I had to, I said, did that that just happen or was that my imagination? And she she knew, she said, yeah, it's knee missiles, dad. What do you, you haven't, don't you read Tiger Beat uh, or whatever, Boba Beat magazine? Uh, And I said, no, I have no idea. I mean, it does make sense. Uh. Because, you know, having little side, you know, of course, uh, and yeah, you gotta be, as long as you know when to activate, as long as it has some sort of uh, protocol, it totally makes sense. Uh, and down, oh, and then the troopers retreat and take off. Uh, both ships, Bobo gets down his scope, uh, locks on. And does the old, he launches, he aimed at one, but he actually hit, hits the one below it, uh, or above it, uh, does the old ship on ship takeout, uh, somebody says nice shot, he says, uh, I was aiming for the other one. All right, let's go back to what we have in front of us, Mando's running up the hill, beautiful sunlight, we're trying to say, depending on what time of year it is, it's probably like, uh, Somewhere between two and five p.m. Maybe yeah, maybe around two or three o'clock. And, um, Mando tries to get Oso. He looks on. Uh, tries to, he's like going through just like there's some sort of magnetic repulsion. Almost gets there, but uh, is thrown back. And I don't know if that's a, a stone or like Oso or whatever. Then Fennec and Boba running downhill. 
they watch as uh, troopers get come off their ship, uh, and they go right into action. Go, go, go. But they don't land behind any cover, so they eventually get to some. But, uh, yeah, there's commander, I guess they wear like an orange uh, shoulder pad, uh, which means they're the boss. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if they have Bluetooth speakers on their back, uh, like a lumbar support or what it is. Uh, I would assume it's like ammo or something, but they always have that. Uh, Boba, he hides behind a rock, uh, and he does some hand-to-hand dancing with, uh, I don't know if that's something that I saw on, um, on Tatooine before. I think so, but he is like, uh, uh so outclasses the, uh, the stormtroopers, uh, I mean, to see him versus Mando would be quite the thing, but he's got a little bit more. I think he's like probably a little bit more muscular. Uh, he's wow, yeah, and no nonsense. Then the second round of troopers go after Fennec, uh, and there's even a cool distance shot of them going uphill. That's when the mortars start. If you're yellow, I guess is a mortar launcher, and then they're setting up a heavy, you know, heavy cannon. So Fennec kind of takes, you know, she's, they're throwing everything they can at her. And she knows she's got to do something before, because once they get that, they do start, she somehow outruns the cannon, which I guess is possible. She's pretty fast. I mean, she was known as like, like the most effective. I can't remember how Mando said, yeah, you don't want to mess with Fennec uh, last season. In the gum chewer, then she does this boulder thing. Now that's just cool. I mean, in a just like the kind of stuff. This is why you like uh, families watch things together. Is in anything with rolling boulders in action, and she's actually running behind the boulder, using it as cover. Uh, and uh, you know to advance. The commander meets uh, with uh, Boba Fett. Uh, he actually stands him up and then flips him over. Then he looks at the Razor Crest. Oh, okay. So uh, he looks at the Razor Crest. Huh, maybe I'll uh, go see what's on board there. He looks like he could be a grouch, like before 10 a.m. Then we have Fennec. Uh, she's outnumbered. I don't know if this is in Angeles National Forest. It does remind me a little bit of it, but like I said, it could be anywhere. Uh, then we see a second ship coming in. Hasn't landed yet, but is fast. She takes her helmet off, which is say, what are you doing taking your helmet off? Oh, she throws it, so that's why. Mando wakes up. Uh, Oso's still in the zone. Mando says, okay, well, another hole. Transport just unloaded. That's it. Uh, tries to go third time. Come on, Mando. Third time is not a charm. It gets thrown back, but doesn't go quite as deep, so he's able to stand. And he says, I'm going to protect you. Stay here. I'll be back soon. Someone to watch over me. What Oso's singing in the back of Oso's mind. Uh which I think was a movie and a Bond song. Who did Carly Simon sing that uh, in the Bond, for the Bond movie? Now I'm thinking of Baby, You're the Best. Uh, maybe that's what I like. Uh, sorry, Carly. Okay, so also rolls up with Fennec, uh, uses the tweeting bir- Tweety Birds or whatever they're called, Uses his best scar. They team up. She says, this isn't looking good. He goes, yeah, I've seen worse. Uh, he goes, why don't you take off, and I'll just deal with these these, uh, these troopers. Uh, she goes, no, we got a deal, because they're surrounded, or, or they're in crossfire. So they are in a bit of trouble. But then from the sky comes uh, not a bird, not a plane, but a boba. 
not a Boba Ball either, but a tough, uh, you know, a Boba Fett. Uh, and he makes quick work, uh, uses some uh, some other things, but uh, quick work. He uses his wrist stuff, his hand stuff, hand-to-hand, does some dancing, serious dancing. Uses some sort of jet blaster. This is when he uses the knee stuff. He's got four, one, two. He uses only two of the knee things, and then everybody, the rest of them run. Back to the ship, back to the ship. Don't wouldn't you get? Wouldn't that be it? Well, I guess it ends up being it. But so they get back on a transport. Probably like lost seventy percent of two transports worth of troopers. Uh, get a slow mo uh, boba. He puts on a scope. Think about that. Before, when Boba, Boba Fett predated the Boba, Boba Balls being popular in the U.S. by 25, 30 years, what would Boba Fett think of Boba Balls? Also, doesn't Disney, does Disney serve Boba tea? And uh, maybe they could call it something else, but Boba Ball, Boba Ball, Boba, Boba's Boba Ball tea. You don't know, brain. You can't call Boba's Boba. You can't call it that uh, because it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, okay, so then there's a flash in the sky. Razor Crest is out. O C R A P. Then Fennec tells Boba, "Go to your ship." Uh, Boba goes up. Uh, mind scope. No, uh, oh, Mando scope. Sea ship. Uh, Kid, direct hit, uh, dark troopers everywhere, uh, they fly out, uh, then the industrial music plays, uh, very, this was very pretty, like, uh, like a Nine Inch Nails, uh, circa 1991, like pretty, pretty Nine Inch Nails machine. I think of that one. Uh, and they said, are they robots? Are they droids? They have rocket feet. Uh, they surround Oso in a very mechanical-like uh, precision as far as their formations go. They march in. Oso wakes up. His eyes go wide. Looks to his dad who arrives just as they take off. Uh, you can see Oso looking down, even on the scope. That's a tragedy right there. Uh, Fennec calls in Boba. Calls Boba. They got the baby. Don't let him get away. Infinite. Uh, have a lock. Uh, stop. Uh, do not hurt the baby. Loose. Follow. A big ship. They're back. Back. Who? The Empire. Uh, this, uh, this isn't a spice dream. Can't see with my own eyes, uh, crater where the razor crest was, smoke, uh, old mantle, old mantelpiece, uh, finds the kid's ball, crushes it almost in his hands, uh, Perfect. Some pocket. Oh, then pockets it. Finds Beskar's staff. Uh, Boba impressed. All this, all Beskar. Take a look. Uh, and he said, oh, this was just kind of like uh, cleaning up. He says, look at my sh- my chain code. Boba goes to Django Boba. You're a foundling then. Uh, uh, something, the armor belongs to you. Our, our something is completed. Nod. Well, you ship heads into question mark, question mark. Uh, Navier Marshall Bridge. Give legit feet up. Uh, don't worry, I'll get back to it. But uh, they just like what I wrote. Uh, locker scene. Sharpshooter Mayfeld. Oh, ship heads into, oh, Navarro, Marshall badge, gone legit, feet up, uh, 
Look someone up for me. Sharpshooter, Mayfeld, Miggs, uh, 50 years. Uh, piece of work. Uh, spring him. You know how I feel. But these stripes, I mean, rules I have to follow. They have the kid. Hyperspace, then a long shot. Moff Gideon looks in. Uh, bridge uh, marches off uh, the halls. Oso plays with some stormtroopers. Stop him. Wait. Uh, Oso falls off. Uh, and then 2753, we'll get to it. Pretty much the highlight of my entire life. I don't even know if it was accidental. I mean, it was just uh, synchronicity. But it still made, it was like a, pretty much the highlight. I mean, it can't get any better than that. But it makes you oh so sleepy. Shows him the bard star, the dark, dark saber. Looks like we're a bard sitar. Remember bard sitar? Uh, that was a made-up name. It was a stage name for a sitar player, bard sitar. And, and he also played Kitar. Don't get him mixed up with Bart Starr. From years past, uh, not ready to play. He'll put an eye out. Uh, he'll have a nice long sleep podcast to listen to. So they say, play the pod, sleep podcast. So also will go to sleep. Uh, hyperspace, message to Pershing. Yes, exit. Oso sleeps. They pull out music. Uh, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, then we have, uh, I guess this is the, I didn't number these. Uh, Boba. So number one is uh, Boba, the ship in the hinge. Uh, number two, Dark Troopers. Number three, Oso on the rock. Uh, number four, Boso, Bo- Boba's bridge cockpit. Number five, Stormtroopers and Transport. Number six, Hinge from Above. Uh, uh, number seven, Hinge Lights, Dark Troopers. Number eight, I don't know, I lost, already lost count, Razor Crest Out. Nine, Oso Cries with the Dark Troopers or Flies with the Dark Troopers. Ten, Oso plays with the Stormtroopers and Levin, Boba, Ship, Navarro. So that was everything in my notes. So here we go. There's a Razor Crest goes bye-bye, really goes bye-bye. I don't know if that was digital because it looked practical. Uh, then Fennec says, Boba, get your ship. Uh, Oso sigh. I mean, uh, Mando sighs. Uh, looks up, uh, does his scope, sees the whatever the spaceship we see Oso sleeping then we see yeah direct hit uh have the dark troopers been engaged this is uh moff gideon momentarily we see them fly out uh in tight tight formation like almost like they're one ship uh flying five four of them four or five one two It's tough to tell. I think there's five or four. And this is like uh, getting into that uh, Lord of the Rings territory. Even the, uh, I mean, the setting. So it looks like there's four of them. I don't know how many of the ring, ring, ring bears there were. But they land. They got oh so surrounded. Mando and Fennec are running really fast. they do a slow walk in from all four directions. Uh, Oso wakes up, says, Mama, Papa. And he looks right at his dad when they pick him up and take off. Uh, and Mando can't believe it. He does a zoom in and makes eye contact with Oso. That's the tragedy moment for sure. It was, you know, there's groans at my house. Uh, they got the baby. Don't let him get away. Boba says affirmative. He's got some red, cool red scopes. Got a lock. Uh, stop him, but don't hurt the child. And they say, well, that's not possible. So just uh, forget it. Okay, I'll follow him. So he follows. Uh, 
watches. I mean, those troopers are fast, too, like little rockets. And, um, and I think Boba's ship is well known for being unviewable, even though we're viewing it. So I think that probably fills in any questions about, uh, they say they're back. Uh, he leans forward in his cockpit. He can't believe it. Uh, the outer rim's protected by the New Republic, not a spice dream. It's an Imperial cruiser heading down. So he heads down. They jump to hyperspace. Then Mando's looking through the wreckage of his ship. That's when he finds... I don't know what he finds. It's something from... like uh, Something I remember it was doing... I can't remember, though. Looks like something you put on your mantelpiece, though. They're watching him go through the garbage. Or not garbage. I'm sorry, Mando. Wreckage. Couple flywheels. He finds the ball, though. Size, oh man, and holds it in the holds it in the palm of his hand, puts it in his pocket or his holder. You can kind of see that Boba and Fennec really feeling for him. They know he loves this baby, and he picks up the staff, and then there's this guy's got honor. That's why the I mean so. Mando starts walking towards them. This is when Boba shows him the chain code. All that survived, uh, Beskar. 100%, yo. Take a look at my chain code. So, it's been in this armor for 25 years. And that's me. That's my dad. I'm Boba Fett. My dad was Django Fett, uh... And Mando goes, okay, your father was a foundling. Yeah. Uh, fought in the Mando Civil Wars. Mandalorian says, yeah, your armor belongs to you. Appreciate its return. Our deal is complete. Uh, not quite. Uh, we promised to protect a child. So for the armor, we're not stopping until it's done. And uh, until the child's back in your safety, we're in your debt. Uh, Fennec nods, they take off, they go, and then we see, oh, then we see him going in to Navarro, I guess, and landing, and you see, wow, I never thought I knew, know some of these towns so well, but, uh, then he's looking, Marshal of the New Republic, got your badge, throws it at her, heard you're gone legit, too legit to quit, she says. Or to bend the rules, except uh, in this case, locate someone, mm, whatever, uh, Mads uh, Mayfeld, Mads Mayfeld, or Migs Mayfeld, apprehended near the Dolestri system, Migs Mayfeld, Carthon Chopfields, 50 years, uh, real piece of work, what do you want, uh, I need to help me get uh, Moff Gideon's cruiser. You know how I feel about the Empire. But these stripes, uh, I gotta follow the rules now. Mando thinks they have the kid. And then she just she tilts her head, that's it, you know. Then we see the cruiser, the Imperial cruiser, whatever, New Order cruiser in the. And they're not listening to New Order, but it's one of the few times I think I've seen from the bridge of a ship them flying in hyperspace. And then uh, Moff Gideon goes downstairs. I don't know if it's necessarily downstairs. I just felt like it was. He's marching down the halls. And so we see Oso playing with the stormtroopers, uh, roughhousing for sure. And they say, should we stop him? And uh, he doesn't, he just says, Moff Gideon just has a curious look on his face. And he almost grins. Uh, and we also kind of see that maybe some of the hesitancy of um, uh, Shokutano is correct, because Oso's really roughhousing. I mean, he is under extreme circumstances. I'm not, I'm not taking sides, but he's tired. And this is it, the moment that changed my life, 27 Twenty-seven, fifty-one. Got very good with that, uh, but it makes you oh so sleepy. 
Uh, and he says, but it makes you oh so sleepy. Then he shows oh so the dark saber, which does look cool, pretty cool. It's different than a lightsaber. It's pointy. It looks like more like uh, you you could also use it for some dicing and chopping. But Oso kind of reaches out. He says, oh, no. Can't use that. Uh, and he stands over Oso. You're not ready to play with such things. You put an eye out. Uh, Oso tries to use his power, but he goes, no, you could use a sleep. Uh, then they play a sleep podcast. Uh, delivered like uh, it's one of those ways to deliver it without a speaker, though. He calls Oso it, uh, and they says when we get out of hyperspace, get a message to Dr. Pershing. We're ready for business. And he marches off. He's glaring a little bit. He also seems like he's limping, uh, per, uh, uh, Moff Gideon. And then Oso's sleeping, and we do a slow pullout. And that's the end of the episode, uh, and here comes uh, Wendy Marstrap. Hey, everybody, Dewey the Dewback here. Oh, no, I'm... Oh, boy. Hi. My name's Wendy Marstrap. I'm here with Dewey the Dewback. I'm on the back of Dewey the Dewback. Also, Scooter wanted me to tell people, do Dewbacks have Dewey backs? And I'd say, well, they do sometimes. Uh, now, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's do or do... You know, okay, so there's do, depending on where Dewey is. Now, if I, okay, another question that came up in many of the thousands of emails I get, and it becomes very confusing for me to answer these emails. And I say, Scooter, who's sending these emails? And he says, it's all, it's all fiction, Dewey. Just keep it, just stay in character. Don't ask these questions. And I say, okay, but in my heart, I feel so many questions. Email, never heard of it. Uh. And I say, is it like sending a gram? And Scooter said, exactly, same thing. It's just, it's just our fictional term. And I say, so ever since this cloaked figure came in, uh, riding this vehicle that uh, he said was a fan fiction fantasy, and then he said, no, I'm sorry, this is a fun time performance machine for Fester's fun time fun show. That I, That's what I really work for. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that? Sorry, Scooter. Okay, so what was I talking? Oh, do Dewey, okay, so do, do, have I drank do, do off of Dewey's back? Yes, because uh, as part of my do-back training, I said, well, if sometime I'm really thirsty, I could drink do off of Dewey's back if it's the morning. If there's do if there's do on Dewey's back and it's not the morning, don't drink it. I learned that too. That is dewback sweat, which you could say is dew on the back of a dewback, but it's not dew. It's ew, gross. It's dewback sweats. Also, if you're riding on a dewback, apparently you you can sweat on a dewback, or your sweat could, if you're just riding like in a blanket, eventually you you and the dewback could sweat. So wash your blankets if you're like because then you have double the dew, not the dew. So we were talking about some stuff. One thing I noticed, Scooter, it's Grief Karga. He doesn't know. It's G-R-E-E-F, Karga, K-A-R-G-A. Now, Grief's been in the world. Uh, it was, according to this level, like, uh, it was an idea that John Favreau had, portrayed by Carl Weathers, who they knew in another through Director's Guild of um, Scooter, what's the America again? Weathers directed the episode The Siege, which is this is what we're talking about here tonight, uh, one of the things. And uh, he originally operated on a bar on planet Navarro, running the uh, the guild. And uh, then in the second season, uh, he's a magistrate of Navarro. Navarro, though, spelled N-E-V-A-R-R-O. And Mithril, that's the other one, Scooter Hedro, Mithril, M-Y-T-H, Mithril, like when you roll with a myth without two L's. And Mithril is, uh, was in Chapter 1, the first episode of The Mandalorian. Got to, he's blue-skinned and amphibious, fins uh, on his face, and he uh, w- like uh, works, he's a bookkeeper, 
for uh, Grief Cargus. Grief Carga. It's not Cargus. I get mixed up because even that, you know, spending so much time with Scooter. And I think that's all. Uh, uh, now, he's played by a big fan of Star Wars, though, Horatio Sands, which Scooter said did a great job. Uh, do we need anything else about. Uh, I don't know if we need any more to tell you about Grief Carga Scooter. Keep practicing. Macaroon. Macaroon. M A C A R O N is a cookie. Uh, it's a meringue based confection with egg, icing sugar, granulated sugar, almond meal, and food coloring. It goes all the way back in your world to Catherine de' Medici in the Renaissance. Probably. Uh, ganache, buttercream, or jam filling between two cookies akin to a sandwich cookie. So, yeah, and it gets mixed up with a macaroon. Macaroon, macaroon, maybe. Also had speeder bikes in this episode. Uh, what do we need to know about speeder bikes? Jump speeders or hover bikes or swoop bikes or just swoops. Uh, fast, they use a repulsor lift engine. And let's see what else you need to know. There's a, there's a couple different ones. There's the Z74Z, that's a Imperial Scout Trooper's bike. We've probably seen it in this episode. There's the Sith Speeder. Uh, we've seen uh, Darth Maul riding that one. There's a Bark Speeder. Bark is it barks it's worse than its bite though. And those are uh, during the, the uh, I don't know, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Clone Troopers. That was by Aerotech Repulsor Company. Oh, because it was named after the Specialist Clone Troopers. B- B- Biker Advanced Recon Commandos. Blaster cannons, 15 feet long. Can go up to 320 miles an hour. Uh, the Sith Speeder, 400 miles an hour. And uh, the uh, Z- 74Z, um, 310 miles an hour. So that's a little bit about speeder bikes. How about that? Uh, oh, Alderaan. Alderaan comes up a few times, so let's cover Alderaan. Uh, according to this, it's a fictional planet, but it's just a planet mi- planet involved in myth. Uh, terrestrial humanoid inhabitants. Uh, Famously, Princess Leia Organa has lived there, as well as other characters we're well aware of. Uh, is Coruscant on there? Capital planet of the galaxy, prefiguring the planet Coruscant. No, Coruscant's a planet, uh, Scooter. Come on. Uh, it's been in a lot of episodes, uh... It, a uh, small green gem of a world, according to one of the novels, uh, grasslands, plains, mountain ranges, forests, no ocean, but has a semi-frozen polar sea. Sounds beautiful. Lakes and rivers to, to visit, rich biodiversity. Oh, you can't visit it, though. Sometimes I forget when I'm doing this. Uh, I get so involved. Dem- it was a democratic society, constitu- hereditary Constitutional monarchy. Alderanian. Senate. Promotion of peace through demilitarization. I don't understand how it can be both those things, but that's beyond me. So, that, you know, that's a little bit about Alderaan. What about Moff Gideon? Now... Moff Gideon is a primary antagonist, a leader of a remnant of the fallen Galactic Empire. Giancarlo Esposito plays the Mandalorian, recruited uh, to do so, very ambitious, uh, but, you know, he's not all or nothing, neither good nor bad. He's trying to restore order to a lawless galaxy. And similar to, uh, he's got a similar outfit to Darth Vader. Backstory, a few details have been revealed. Uh, apparently he was a, played a role in The Great Purge, an oppressive combat uh, dealing with the Mandalorians. So that's why they don't, you know, he's strongly disliked by them. 
Uh, the term Moff is a title for a high-ranking imperial officer who served as a governor of a specific sector of space for the Empire. Uh, obviously, after the fall of the Empire, Gideon's life changed drastically, and he became he leads his own remnant of the Empire. As the char- term, character Caradun states, uh, he thought he was already dealt with by the rebels who became the, you know, then they became the, 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 the you know what I mean, when the power changes hands. So I think that, that's a little bit about it. Uh, I just want to have a little bit of the behind the scenes, you know, of uh, Moff Gideon. That's one Scooter can say, and I say, okay, well, can you work on some of the other ones? Finally, let's talk, let's see what came up in this episode 12, The Siege. I thought that's what we were covering, but uh, I was thinking the Jedi. Yeah, I think we covered The Siege, Uh, so let's go on to the Jedi. That's what Scooter meant for me to do. So we have Ashoka Tano, A-H- Ah, uh, Soka, not Ashoka, uh, Ashoka, uh, is Ah, uh, Soka, Atano. Uh, and this one we'll, we'll probably cover because Scooter had a lot of questions about this that he forgot to note. But Rosario Dawson plays the character Jedi Padawan of Anakin Skywalker protagonist of the animated film The Clone Wars uh, and the subsequent television series and was in Star Wars Rebels. He has a voiceover cameo in Rise of Star Wars. Ashley Eckstein plays uh, voices Satano and Ashoka Ahsoka. Uh, it took a while to, for the character to become well-rounded and... Voice acting appearance, uh, design appearance has evolved over the years. Uh, let's see. Uh, but Scooter said, uh, like a pseudo samurai look. Uh, I just don't know if she's wearing a head or that's part of like, uh, where's all that kind of information? Yeah, I'm kind of on my own with this one. You know, working with Scooter's great sometimes, but. So it says, uh, like, I said, what uh, nickname? Oh, Tor Tag Tagrata Tagrata are a species from the planet Shili S H I L I humanoid race, uh, distinguished by their three and rarely four Leku L E K K U. Also, sometimes known as head tails, which are striped to help them blend in with their natural surroundings. So it is part of her natural head scooter. And uh, they also are involved in um, M-A-T-I-N-G-ing or, K- you know, not, I guess you probably would kiss a kiss one. Colors of Tag Rutas uh, range from red, most common, orange, yellow, blue, even white. They also have a form pass, uh, possess a form of passive a- acoustic echolocation by means of their hollow mantrals. So that's information that we now know. Is again, yeah, that's a part of her head scooter, not a headpiece. Uh, what else do we need to know from that episode before we say goodnight to everybody? Well, Scooter said Michael Bean was the actor that played uh, Lang. And he was in a couple classic films. Uh, really good movies uh, from uh, more than just a couple, Scooter. But, uh, yeah, some very good classic movies. Uh, Kyle Reese, Dwayne Hicks. So, beloved, beloved performer. And so that was like he said, well, that's an interesting role from here as not a good person. I mean, I guess more of a me. Well, he tried to double cross, though. So, yeah, we won't get into Grand Admiral Thrawn because uh, that one will have to wait for, you know, uh, later development because that's probably important in the next season. And we don't want to have to, you know, uh, you know, mess that up at all. 
So that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm here. I'm uh, your friend Wendy Marstrap and uh, my Dewey Dubak bringing you facts uh, from this fictional, you know, from your fiction, from my real world to your fictional world uh, performing. I feel just like uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, hollow stars, Frulnan Lafonda. Good night.